0: on maternity youtube show and podcast i'm amy cruz and today we have on dr robin perry braun she wrote her newest book recently that uh looks awesome um doctor do you go by dr braun or dr robin
1: i'd go by whatever you want to call
0: <laughs> well tell us a little bit about your book okay so um
1: boy i'll try to give you the short version so i Started getting downloads probably between around 2012, 13 about principles in quantum physics, the law of attraction, and basically how the Bible says the same things. And um, as a Christian, and uh, you know, wanting to a, a minister, a healer, a therapist, all of those, you know, wanting to find principles that really work to get people well. And so I just felt like God was leading me in this direction of really understanding the subconscious and the way the body stores and traps things and holds things. And um, having done many different models of healing, just feeling like um, we needed more tools. I uh, had gone fully recovered from an eating disorder that I had for 14 years, but I had been married to a sex addict. I also have a book for spouses of sex addicts and he did not get well. And so we ended up divorced. And so I was just like, you know, I don't think the problems on God's end, we're missing tools on our end. So that really has been a lot of my journey is finding tools that actually really work to transform people's lives. Cause I, I I believe we were meant to live in peace and joy and thrive that's what we were designed for and so and I don't know a lot of people I you know I just don't meet a lot of people that are thriving and so that really has been kind of my um my momentum and my passion and my goal is to really look at the body soul and the spirit and find ways to you know help people thrive and so that kind of led me into Learning all these things, I started my private practice in 2013, and so this book uh, was a rewrite of my first book I wrote in 2013. Uh, 2019, a publisher approached me and asked me to rewrite it, add more content, and add more stories from my own practice and experience. And so I rewrote the book and, you know, timely published in 2020. Which was a great time to publish. That's it. so
0: cool! Very, very cool. Uh, what? So it was originally written in 2013. Mm-hmm. And when did you find peace and joy? What year do you feel like your transformation happened?
1: Well, so I've been through a lot of personal healing over the years. I did a lot of work around the eating disorder, and you know, just modalities. That uh, my thing is, if I'm going to work on you, I better have. Done all that work myself, and if I'm going to tell you this process works, it better have worked for me first, right? And so I would say around 2013, even though I had done like 20 years of personal healing at that point, I um, found the started with the emotion code, and I began to really just release a lot of trapped emotions in myself and you know, change my beliefs. And that really led me into my whole modality, which is, uh, encompasses a lot of, uh, roots and causes, not just emotions. But I would say I started to see a huge shift in my life around 2013, when I very intensely began to release emotion, trapped emotions in myself with things that I actually had thought I'd already dealt with. Um, And I just saw a huge shift. And a lot of it was just really reprogramming those subconscious beliefs that I didn't really know were there until I found them. So that was a big, so I I definitely am a walking version of this process to, you know, that it works, so.
0: So you you just say you had to reprogram some subconscious beliefs? Uh Uh-huh. Where do the subconscious beliefs come from?
1: So, You know, psychology has a um, principle. It's actually called the Hebb's principle. And it says that in the brain, what fires together, wires together. So I like to kind of use this little analogy of these are balls of energy and they're also explained neurologically. And so when certain neurons fire at the same time, they connect, okay? So energetically, we would say, hey, my first day of kindergarten, I get made fun of at recess, right? So I'm feeling rejected and that's a, in in energy theory, that's a magnetic ball of energy, my, my feeling of rejection. And then I have this thought, which is electrical. And the thought is something must be wrong with me because people are making fun of me. So those two things energetically are going to bind because the magnet and the electrical bind together. And this actually creates a magnet And essentially what the law of attraction says is I'm going to attract in my life what I already believe to be true. And uh, and so from a quantum standpoint, this has a certain vibration and it is literally gonna keep attracting those things I've already believed to be true over and over again. Most people will have the same experiences over and over again. And it reinforces those negative emotions um, and those subconscious beliefs. And we all have hundreds of them. We just don't necessarily realize they're there, but they feel very, very true because those emotions are like glue that glue them in place. So interesting.
0: So what do you do in your private practice?
1: So I use a um, process called uh, muscle response testing. It's been around about 60 years. A lot of chiropractors use it. Um, other types of uh, acupuncturists or uh, people dealing with allergies and people use it for nutritional supplements. And it's based on quantum theory that um, essentially it's the same technology as a lie detector test. And so if you um, make a statement that's true, your body gives off a certain frequency. If you make a statement that's not true, your frequency changes and so we essentially are supercomputers. It's just that we're like icebergs. So we're not really aware of everything we actually know. And in quantum theory, all energy is stored somewhere. So every event in our life is stored somewhere in our DNA, in our body, in our intrinsic memory. Also, things that were passed down from our ancestors are stored in our DNA. So that supercomputer literally contains everything you ever ate for breakfast your whole life, even though you would consciously remember that, okay? So using this same technology um, as a lie detector test, I can ask the body yes and no questions using what's called muscle response testing. And that is a, I get a weak or a strong response based on a yes or no. So if a yes is strong and no is weak, um, then I can muscle test the other person to find, to ask these questions. So uh, I have a toolbox. And so I'm asking like, do we have any trapped traumas? What age the trauma was at? What did it have to do with? And I just have a list of questions that I ask the body, not the conscious mind, but the subconscious using muscle testing. A lot of practitioners actually use it, but not many are using it at the same time to deal with physical, mental, emotional, spiritual issues simultaneously, so. And uh, that's
0: so interesting. I've never heard of
1: that. Yeah, it's actually used more than you know, until if you don't know it until you know it and then you'll really see how many people are actually using muscle testing.
0: Is it like a mach- like a machine like attached to the body?
1: No, I, actually there's lots of videos online. I have one on my website. I use an arm method where uh, a strong would be a, a lock and a weak would be, you know, a release. You can see my arm also with another client, I'll try to pry their fingers apart. So a yes, I can't pry it apart A no I can. Most of my clients are remote. And so there's a principle in quantum physics called the law of entanglement. And the best way to understand that is that you are a supercomputer and I'm a supercomputer and we're right, we're right now networked together. And so I can actually muscle test for you and get the same accuracy as if you were sitting in the room and I just, I use a finger, there's m- multiple methods to use, but I just use a finger method. So this is a strong or a yes, and this is a no. And I'm literally going down my wow. list of questions and I'm asking 30 or 40 questions just to get What's to. So the-
0: generic questions. They're not based on the person's personal dilemmas or situations.
1: Well, so let's say, um, hypothetically, let's say, Uh, Well, I'll just give you one example. So I have a client who comes to see me. He's in Norway. So he doesn't live here. And he's about 50. He's an engineer. He makes good money. And he keeps making bad investments. And he knows he's somehow sabotaging himself, but not sure why. So I start muscle testing. So I test based on my charts. I go, okay, I'm finding a trapped emotion of rejection at age 14. And it has to do with friends. And it you know, And so I ask questions, is it at home, is it at school, is it family, is it friends, is it male, is it female? So I'm, asked, I'm making these yes or no statements to find out what does it have to do with. So it's very precise. So here's a trapped emotion of rejection at 14. It has to do with friends and it has to do with sports. And he goes, when I was 14, I was promoted to the A team in soccer and my friends were all in the B team. And so I was better than them basically. And they stopped being my friends because they were oh, all oh, and I
0: was That's unemployed. so crazy.
1: Yeah, so I mean, this is like every session. This is the kind of stuff we find. So then another one was at age 28. He buys a condo. Two years later, his brother buys a condo in the same place. And his um, brother doesn't get as good a deal in him. It's another trapped emotion of rejection. And he rejects him because he doesn't get as good a deal as him. So basically, we have these series of events in his life where every time he did better than his peers, he experienced rejection. So in his subconscious belief is when I excel above my peers, I get rejected. So consciously, he wants to make a lot of money because he has a, you know, plans. But subconsciously, he does not want to experience rejection if he does that. And our emotions are actually dominant over our what we think are desires because we're driven by wanting to feel good so he's wanting to avoid rejection so he he actually does not want to do better than his peers he thinks he does but he doesn't because he believes he'll get rejected if he does
0: so that would that would mean that the fear of rejection is stronger than the feeling of success from a good investment because they're both emotions a happy success is an emotion so why is that emotion not outweighing the rejection
1: emotion because that rejection emotion is trapped inside of him and it's already there and it's happened several times so it's stronger than something he has not yet experienced he can only imagine what that feels like and he made good money he just wanted to make a lot of
0: money i see no i understand
1: okay so Um, let let me add one more component to that he lives in norway norway is a socialist country you're not supposed to do better than your peers.
0: So that's, that was fascinating. Um, What do you do at your retreats and live trainings? Is it similar? I mean, that sounds like a one-on-one approach. So what do you do for a, a crowd or a group?
1: Okay, so I actually can use the same process with couples. Um, so I would muscle test you and we, and we know that whatever would come up would be something that's affecting the relationship specifically. And then I would muscle test the other person. So, and I have lots of examples of that, but it's something from your past because we live in our, everything in us is all in our present energetically until we process it and release it. So if, you know, let's say I've had a boyfriend cheat on me, Right. And obviously, uh, or a husband or whatever, then I'm always insecure if my husband is talking to a female. Now that one I may be able to identify more directly because you know that's kind of an easy identification. But a lot of things aren't easy identifications. So, but if I have a inherent subconscious mistrust for men, then I'm going to be a little hyper vigilant about reading into things if that makes sense. So yeah, that would- I guess what couple. So with a retreat, um, right now I've been doing more practitioner retreats. So I train a lot of people to do what I do now and it's a, and it's a certified process. so anybody can get trained to do it. It's it's a it, it's got a lot of cheat sheets. So there's not a lot of memorization. Everything is an int- intrinsic process of muscle testing and it gives you step-by-step step on what to do through the whole thing. So I've been doing practitioner retreats, mostly with um, other people have done my training just to kind of get away and do continuing education and get some ministry. Um, but normally what I would do in a retreat is is also bring in, you know, maybe a massage therapist and do like a whole, uh, we would have good nutrition, we'd have massage therapy, we would do some workshops on, detoxing and lifestyle and you know things like that i would do a little bit of one on one with each person in the retreat and um you know g- give help them understand the process uh so they'd get a little bit of everything like learning how to live healthier overall in my book i the paradigm in my book is that our frequency is cumulative and so our goal is to get rid of the negative stuff and add in the positive stuff And peace and joy is like a hot air balloon soaring through the sky. And everything affecting the hot air balloon are the sandbags that weigh it down and the hydrogen that makes it go up. And so everything we do in our life every day is either adding hydrogen or adding sandbags. And so the process is how do we get rid of the sandbags and how do we add in the hydrogen? And that's really just the the metaphor for raising your overall vibration to live a healthier lifestyle, so.
0: So oh, raising your vibration means having more peace and joy.
1: Is that what you're saying? Yes. So so all emotions have different vibrations. So shame and fear are going to be very low vibration emotions. Peace, joy, love, courage, posit- ones we would think of as positive emotions are higher vibration emotions. We all have all, some amounts of all of these in our body from our experience that we have not processed and released, okay? So if we can get rid of a lot of trapped emotions of fear and rejection, okay, we actually raise our vibration. Our our body has a measurable vibration. A healthy body vibrates between 62 and 78 megahertz. So everything we eat, everything we look at, everything we think, everything we see, everything we touch, everything we feel is either raising our vibration or lowering our vibration. So my book gives a whole lot of practical ways to reduce, release the negative and add in the positive. So it's very uh, practical um, and very, um, it's not just fluff, it's not just theory, but it actually gives you things you can actually do to, if my vibration is higher, my health is gonna be better period, because we're, we're energetic beings, we're made up of atoms.
0: So, okay, so then last question I have around this topic is, do you do you classify it as mind, body, soul, or spirit in terms of different levels of increasing your vibration?
1: Yes, yeah, you have okay. the physical, you have the mental, emotional, and then you have the spiritual.
0: Okay, so how, can you give like an example for each of those?
1: Sure, so for your physical body, you want to make sure you're going to drink half your body weight in ounces every day of filtered water. Um, You're gonna- I need
0: to work on that, definitely. (laughs)
1: You're gonna avoid white sugar and white flour, and you're gonna eat more organic and not pesticides are really bad, toxic for your body. Okay, so those are just a couple of minor shifts that people can make that can make a huge difference. I am a huge believer that this our world is very toxic and very malnutritioned and everybody really should be supplementing. There's no way to get enough nutrition in your food. Okay. Um, also I taught, I teach a lot on electromagnetic radiation, cell phones, Wi-Fi, all that, and then how to protect yourself from it, how to, uh, mitigate it or not be exposed to as much of it. And, um, You know, we live in such an electronic dense world. We really don't understand how that's damaging our body. So I teach on that too. So that would be physical, um, mental, emotional, learning to process your feelings and not stuff them. Um, If I have conflict with somebody, going and resolving conflict and not just stuffing it. Um, Paying attention to my thoughts, even about myself and other people and recognizing when I'm just, choosing to think negative and pivoting to things like gratitude or wh- what I'm focusing on. And I go over each of these principles in the book very thoroughly. Um, Remember,
0: Say the name of the book one more time.
1: Thrive. It's called Thrive Applying Biblical and Quantum Energy Principles to Live a Transformed Life.
0: And then what was
1: the third one? Um, so the third one being spiritual um, is just forgiveness is a huge Topic in that also resolving conflict. There's a spiritual component to that. Um, connecting to God, you know, on a regular basis every day. Um, gratitude is another spiritual component. Um,
0: How do you connect to God? Praying? Is that the way?
1: Well, so I, different people connect different ways. I connect to God a lot through worship. So through worship music. Um, that's my best way to connect to God. Some people connect better through prayer. Some people connect through reading, reading scripture. Um, everybody's a little bit different. Um, we're wired differently. So people kind of find their best way.
0: You're a mom to four. Mm-hmm. How, uh, you know, this is a show tailored to moms. What um, advice do you have for us moms with, you know, kids between the age of newborn to, you know, 10 years old?
1: So one of the first things I would say, and and this is a big, I I deal with this every day, is that as soon as you conceive, that child has a full-blown human spirit in there. And that spirit can hear, that spirit can feel. So that spirit knows what's going on. It knows what mom's feeling. It knows what's going on. So don't think you're, when you're pregnant, you have a child in there that is picking up everything in your environment. So as much as possible, you want to have really good self care. You want to rest. You want to be joyful. You want to be happy. You want to really pay attention to your stress level. You want to speak positively, think positively, speak blessings over that child in the womb because that child is picking up on all this stuff. I deal with womb trauma on a regular basis with people. Um, From birth on, I say children are sponges. So they are also picking everything up and they're connecting to you energetically. So again, as a mom, your stress level is being un- Verbally communicated to your child, and they are picking that up. So as much as you can do to stay happy, joyful. I've got some good postpartum supplements, and just realize that you know um, that we think. I have so many people when we muscle test, we find these things, and it's like the mom used their two-year-old as their venting board because they thought they didn't understand what was going on, but. Children are just really absorbing. And um, we, so we have four brainwave states. We have beta, main ones beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Delta is your deep sleep, theta is your dream state. Alpha is like you're driving down the highway, slightly tuned out, you know, zombied out a little bit. And then beta is what we're in now. And so children, when they're born, are in like a theta state. And so they literally are being programmed by everything they experience, it's programming them. And those first five years are so critical with what your children are gonna carry through the rest of their life. So one, I really encourage moms to get some therapy before they have children. Uh, If that's not happened, do it now as you go because all of your trapped emotions and beliefs and traumas can get passed down and can also impact your parenting. Um, secondly, really understand that your child is absorbing everything, good and bad. And so be mindful of that too. You know, it's not about being a perfect parent, but they are really tuned into your happy. So that saying that says, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Yeah. That is true from birth on. So I encourage moms to go get massages, get babysitters, take personal time, Don't kill yourself being a mom. Your your child is going to be much happier if you're happier. And if that means you need to take a break from your child and have you time, then that makes you a much better parent. So that would be my early childhood advice.
0: Thank you so much. Um, What's your website?
1: Uh, Integratedlifestrategies.com. And then uh, there's another one that's Thrive with Robin and that is a little geared more around my book and public speaking and that type of thing, so.
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, We will be in touch. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. For more, please visit www.momthematernity.com.